I got something. I can't remember what it is, but I think it was a good thing. Uh, also, a happy new year to you all. My name is Father David. I am what you call a pinch hitter priest around here. I'm happy to help out whenever I am needed, and I, today I get to preach, which I'm really, really excited to do. But I am especially excited because I prepared a sermon for the kids. So I'm looking at all the kids in this room. I see you. I see you, I see you, okay? So I'm excited. This is going to be like a, a picture book kind of sermon. John and I are going to try to be coordinated on my words and the images, and if it doesn't get coordinated, it's perfectly fine. Kids, if adults around you, if you notice that they're starting to get bored, there are some, you know, pencils and pens and paper. Just hand it to them, and if they're really bored, you can give them a snack because that will help them to get their way through. Now, New Year's is a time when adults love to think about and to do new things. Some adults love to read the Bible through the whole year. And so that's what they do on January 1st. They start in Genesis and other books, and they move all the way through. And that's wonderful. Other adults say to themselves, I need to exercise more. I need to get healthy and strong. And that's also a good thing for them to do. Some adults say to themselves, by golly, I'm never taking an elevator again. I'm taking the stairs this time until they don't take the stairs anymore. And then sometimes, in my case, when I was in college, at the time of the new year, I said to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a worship song. I've never done it before, but I've seen them do it. Surely it's easy. So I go to my room and I write a song based on Psalm 67, and then I come back to Sunday morning with all the college ministry, I was like, guys, I wrote a song for us. I'm super excited to sing it. <clears throat> Little did I know that I was not very good at writing worship songs. So Mr. Andrew and Ms. Krista, uh, all the respect in the world to what they do. I pitched the song really high. And so there's this part in the songs, Let the People Spraise You. Well, that was the chorus. And so here I get to the chorus. I was like, guys, here's the chorus. And it says, let the pitbulls praise you. Let the pitbulls praise you. And it was so high, and nobody could sing it with me. And I never wrote a worship song again. Because it's okay to say you're not good at stuff. I can be good at other stuff. Now, kids, I know some of you have played a new sport. How many of you have ever played a new sport? Maybe in recent time? Yeah? Good? Emmett, what'd you play? Soccer, okay. Baseball, any, uh, Del Rio kids, any new sports? Paintball is a sport, yes. Yeah, it's a contact sport, so it qualifies. Yes. Jack. Basketball? Right on Luke? Flag football, anybody in the back over here? Yes. Baseball. Okay, lots. Blythe played soccer, so that was a new thing for her. Some of you have probably taken music lessons for the first time, right? How many of you have taken a, a, a new instrument at some point? Anybody in the back? Yes. Piano, yeah, that's awesome. That's me when I was 11. I took the French horn and I was playing to all my little stuffies because who else was I going to play to? Uh, they loved what I played every time. Uh, some of you have gone to a new school. How many of you have ever gone to a new school? Keenan, you've gone to a new school recently, yeah? Other people, other kids gone to a new school recently, yeah? Or you maybe have moved to a new city, Right? Any of you moved to the city? That's Miss Fader and I when we were moving to North Carolina. We were very excited. Now, 
when you guys do new things, kids, how do you feel? You feel excited, right? A little nervous, anxious, uh, maybe worried. Uh, there's a sense of adventure about it. Um, what if you're not really good at it? What if you fail? These are the kinds of things that all of us feel, right, when we do a new thing. Well, I want you to know that the Bible has a lot to say about new things. But this morning, I want to share with you three things that the Gospel of John offers to us. Oh, sorry. Have I been off this whole time? No. Oh, I, I'm too animated. Okay, there we go. Am I on again? Online people, I'm so sorry. I said sort of interesting things there for a second. Uh, here we go. Trust in the grace of God. Trust in the Spirit of God. Trust in the people of God. Okay, repeat after me. Ready? Trust in the grace of God. Trust in the Spirit of God. And trust in the people of God. And guess which one is the hardest? Okay, let's start off with number one. Trust in the grace of God. Now, when I was eight years old, I told my parents that I wanted to do gymnastics. Anybody ever do gymnastics here? If you're an adult, you can raise your hand as well. Okay, I was so excited, and I went to the gymnasium, that big gymnasium with the big mat, and you did all the normal things in gymnastics, like stretching and, you know, all, you know, cartwheels and handstands, but what I really wanted to do was the vault, and that's what it kind of looks like back in the olden days. So one day, my gymnastics coach said, it's time for you to try the vault, and so I got my little eight-year-old body down this long runway, and you run, and you jump on this trampoline, and then you try to jump over this hot dog-looking thing made out of cement. And so I get ready, and I run with my two little legs, and I jump on the trampoline, and my foot slips, and I, like a Superman, I go straight into that hot dog made of cement. And I crashed, and I fell to the ground, and I was looking up at the sky with stars, just like Wiley e. Coyote, and I had blood coming out of my mouth, <clears throat> and I thought to myself, I don't know if I want to do that again. <laughs> and here's the funny thing, kids. Adults have those kinds of experiences, too, that they have great anticipation for something in their life, and it goes awfully wrong suddenly, and they wonder to themselves, do I want to do that again? Now, when you do something new, or you have a new experience in your life, all of us are always asking one basic question. Am I going to be okay? That is the basic question we are always asking ourselves when we come into a new experience in life. And the answer that Jesus gives to us is very simple, but very hard. He says, trust me. Trust me, trust me, trust me. But he also says, abide in me. Hold on to me. Cling to me with your whole life. He says, I'm the vine, and you're the branches. And there's that amazing icon, right? You see Jesus is in the middle, and he's the vine, and the disciples are all on the side, and they're like the branches. And Jesus is like the truest source of life and food and drink. And he says, hold on to me. Now, at the beginning of the Gospel of John, uh, John says that Jesus comes full of grace and truth. And then John says, just in case you missed it, he says Jesus comes full of grace upon grace upon grace. So to hold on to Jesus is to hold on to his grace. 
Now, grace is one of those big Bible words, right? One of those big, like, religion, theology kind of words. So what does it mean to trust in the grace of God for real, right? Well, I think it's something like this. When you're in a situation, when you're doing a new thing or having a new experience in life, what you're asking is for Jesus to give you his eyes and his ears to see and to hear your situation around you as he does. And you're asking him to give you his thoughts and his feelings. So no matter how hard the situation is, and it probably will be hard at some point, you're seeing it and hearing it, and you're thinking thoughts, and you're feeling the thoughts of, uh, feeling the feelings of Jesus, and you have this deep, deep sense in your heart that you're going to be okay, no matter what. But that's really hard, right? It's really hard to have your heart in a good place when things are going really hard. So this is the second thing that Jesus says to his disciples. Trust in the Spirit of God. Okay, when I was in eighth grade, that is to say when I was 13 years old, for the first time in my life, I was in a musical. It was called Androcles and the Lion. And I was super excited to be in a musical because you can act, you can sing, and you can dance, which is awesome until you start rehearsing and you realize it's actually hard to do all three of those things at the same time. And in rehearsals, I would often find myself getting really frustrated with myself and then getting really grumpy with myself and then kind of mad and all hard on myself. And I would go in my room at home and I would just stomp around and say, I can't do it. And how many of you kids have ever had that experience? Yeah, you can raise your hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's the same kind of experience I had when I started preaching for the first time and doing the Eucharist for the first time. I'd make mistakes and I'd get all grumpy cat about it, right? You just get all grumpy and mad and you're like, I can't do it. And what's happening is you're getting all full of yourself, right? And you're like, this, your heart is just getting sadder and harder and all bent out of shape. And what you need is what Jesus offers you, which is his spirit, which is to say the power that makes the whole creation happen and the power that raises Jesus from the impossible dead is yours. All you have to do is ask. And Jesus says, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. So you're about to go into a new thing, friends of mine. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be the most amazing adventure. And it's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. But I'm going to give you the power that made the universe come into life. So that your hearts can be in a good place. But here's the thing. How many of you kids have ever been grumpy? Raise your hand. Be honest with me. Okay, put your hands down. All right, let's see if the adults are honest. Adults, how many of you have ever been grumpy? Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> you know what is really hard? Is when you're super, 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 super grumpy and bent out of shape is to want to do the right thing, right? Because you're just like, I don't want to, right? <laughs> so that leads us to the third thing that Jesus says to us. When it's really hard, and it will get really hard, take care of each other. Take care of each other in a way that you've never taken care of each other before. Don't do it by yourself. And don't look out only for yourself. Look around you. And guess what, kids? You guys can take care of each other in amazing ways that Jesus has made you to take care of one another. So when I was 10 years old, I grew up in Guatemala. 
and we moved to Chicago, North Shore of Chicago. And I was very sad, and I didn't know anybody, uh, and I was lonely, and, but I loved soccer, right? Because in Guatemala, we played soccer all the time, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and recess, and at night, and every time. So I, I wanted to play soccer. So, oh, go back one. There we go. We'll stay at that one. Um, so my parents put me into a, a soccer team, which was a lot of fun. I played and played lots of games. But then sometimes what happens when you play soccer is somebody on the other team kicks the ball and it hits you in a place where it's not supposed to hit you. This time, it hit me in the face. And if you've ever been kicked by a soccer ball in the face, it hurts. And I fell down to the ground because I was kind of knocked out. Now, in Guatemala, it's a culture where everybody expresses their feelings and emotions and like it's completely normal to cry because everybody knows that like God gave us feelings and tears to help us, you know, make our pain okay. So I fell to the ground and I started crying. I was like, it hurts. And guess what happens in North Shore, Chicago? The boys all walked away from me because they were embarrassed. Because boys don't cry, right? And so they're embarrassed for me. So that's how I was feeling. I was feeling sad. I was feeling alone. And then I started feeling embarrassed. And then I started feeling ashamed. And we'll stick with, hold on, go back. This is an image by an artist friend of mine, Tim Lowley. His daughter has many, 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 many challenges, physical challenges. And I find this image so powerful Now, Tim, my friend, painted this to give dignity to his daughter, to to show her beauty, to show that even in her aloneness, that God is gracing her, God is with her. But this is how some of us feel, right? When hard stuff happens to us. And what happened to me when I was uh, 10 years old is this little seed, this little dark seed got planted in my heart and started to grow slowly but surely, and the seed was saying, can I really, really trust people? And the seed was saying, no, you can't. No, you can't. And when I got to be an adult in my 20s and 30s, it was really hard for me to make friends, especially guy friends, because I was protecting my heart from getting hurt. And so I found myself always frustrated with everybody around me because, and then there it was, I was looking for the perfect friends. Like, if C.S. Lewis could be my friend, then I would have the perfect friends. But guess what? Perfect friends don't exist. And one time in my mid-30s, I was really frustrated by all the people around me. And my sweet wife said to me something that was the voice of God. She said, David, you got to trust that the people around you are the grace of God for you. That's exactly what I needed to hear for my heart. And that's what Jesus says to his disciples. He says, love each other. Love each other. He says, greater love has no one than that he lay down his life for his friends. And kids, you guys can do that for each other, but you know who else you can do that for? You know who else you can take care of? Because God has given you his spirit is us, is me. Because I'm your brother. I'm your big brother, and you're my little brothers and sisters, and all the adults in this room are your family. And I have had kids, little kids, come up and speak an amazing word of encouragement to me just when I needed it. So 
younger brothers and sisters, I don't want you ever to be shy. If you feel like God is putting something on your heart to speak to us who are your older brothers and sisters, take courage and speak it, okay? So as we go into this new year, it's a new year, lots of new things. Father Peter has so many new things happening (laughs) to him. Church of the Cross, we have some new things happening. Uh, You guys are going to have new things. Here are the three things I want to encourage you, my younger brothers and sisters, to do. Number one, you can keep this picture up. Ask Jesus to give you his grace. Number two, ask Jesus to give you his Holy Spirit when your heart starts getting all grumpy and hard and bent out of shape. And then three, ask Jesus to help you to trust that other people around you can take care of you and ask Jesus to help you know how you can take care of each other. So kids, wherever you are, I see you. Before church, you guys play. After church, you guys play. And as you go forward in the weeks and months to come, think to yourself, how can I take care of like the kids around me? Is there a kid who's being left out or kind of alone or doesn't know how to play? Reach out to them. Trust that God is with you and moving in and through you. Last story. I moved to the States when I was 13. I left the country that I loved, the people that I loved, my school that I loved, my church that I loved. I loved everything that was familiar to me. I left it. And I went back to Chicago. And I was lonely and scared and all those kind of feelings. I didn't know how to fit in. I did everything wrong. But I had friends back home. You can leave that up, John. Those friends right there. And every week and every month, my friends in Guatemala would write me, write me letters. And they would put little treats in their letters. And they would ask me how I was doing. And they would tell me how they were doing. And they became the grace of God to take care of my sad, lonely heart. And I met my friends 30 years after that. I hadn't seen them in 30 years. And we had dinner together and we laughed and we shared stories. And I realized that they were exactly the grace that I needed to go through a very hard new thing. So, children, my younger sisters, my younger brothers, take care of each other. And know that Jesus wants to use you to do amazing things on this earth. Amazing things in and through you to show his grace to those who need it at just the right time. Let us pray. Jesus, we thank you for these good words that you give to us in John's gospel. And I ask even now, as each of us here anticipates the new things that are yet to come in this new year, new habits, new routines, new experiences, I pray, Holy Spirit, even now, bring to mind one thing that is most pressing upon our hearts. And I pray, Holy Spirit, make us wise, make us humble, make us brave of heart. Help us to ask for your grace every time we need it and not to give up in the asking. Make our hearts brave and strong to keep asking for the Holy Spirit to help our hearts be in a good place. And Lord, I pray, help our hearts be humble and brave to ask for the help that we need to share vulnerably with each other and the trust that we too can be your grace to those who need it at just the right time. We pray in your name. Amen.